his left, Jess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for Waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. Good morning, Bakers. The chat's going. It's popped out. I'm looking at it. I hope everyone had a good weekend. Hope everyone had a good sports weekend. I know the football got rowdy this weekend. A lot of upsets. Messy NFL weekend. Uh, I think the college football was the same way. Poppy Gordo was in New Orleans. Uh... It shouldn't be a shock to people that that is a match. Hmm. Um, a lot of very weird, friendly people. A lot of drinks. Oh, BBD, I might have to send you a video. It might be an early bro of the night. Uh, ended up at a piano bar. I saw that. It's like a famous one down there. Or it's the it's the Irish bar, is it? Pat O'Brien's? I know an O'Brien. Um, yeah, and I just met my life idol. Um, he's a guy... Apparently, we like piano bars, me and Jess. There's one in the Upper East Side we've been to a couple times. This was like a, a dueling one. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of good live music, and it's usually sing-songy songs and a lot of people having a good time. The recipe makes sense when you actually break it down. Um, okay, sending you a video, BBD. We'll, we'll get it up in a minute. But yeah, this guy, he's A, he's this, he's me from the future. He's a, he's not a large man. And he stands between the pianos and he has like these... I don't even know what they are. I don't know if they're banjo, like, pluckers. But basically, he has them under a serving tray. And he just kind of, like, to the beat. It's absolute artwork. Um, and it's it's probably where I'll be in a few years. So if you haven't been... If you haven't been to New Orleans, you should get down there. Fun city. Uh, especially if you're young. I know I give this speech to a lot of the youths in the office. You're going to want to get down there uh, when the first integer of your age starts with a two. Um, there's a couple things I aged out of, and that's fine. That's fine. I'm not mad about it. But, like, there's a couple bars from the street that I looked at, and I was like, I can't physically enter. There was there. a time in my life. I would have been very excited to go into a couple of those places. Like, I literally can't hear. So if if I can, if your music from the street is blaring, like, I kind of, I kind of can't tap in. Which is fine. And there's a lot of the, obviously, a lot of the places on Bourbon Street, they're wired that way. But there's so, the good food is no joke. Everyone preaches about the good food in New Orleans. Uh, that is as real as it gets. Um... Had to roll myself into the office a little bit today. 
It's uh yeah if, for those watching on YouTube he's now in the the top right corner of the screen, but yeah he's just this kind of this sweet old man he doesn't really talk. He just smiles and he just plays the bottom of a tray. Um, he's my everything. Um, my sweet Jessica was like, "Oh my God, that's that's where you want to end up." I was like, "Yes, yes." So had a good time. Really fun wedding. Good, uh, good people. Uh, Mary Claire and Michael. Mary, Mary Claire, is the uh, the one that my sweet Jessica just has started at the new company. So it's them two friends, college, bunch of Vandy people. I'm part of the crew. That's a lie. BBD. Let's get into the sports a little bit. Uh, you know, got the people excited about New Orleans. I think we'll do the baseball updates quickly. We are baseball company, and the baseball offseason is officially rolling between declined options and qualifying offers. The coaching stuff kind yeah. of already happened. We haven't covered it on Talking Baseball yet, so we will be doing it Talk there. about it a little bit here, but we'll play some catch-up on Talking Baseball after this. Are these? No. Okay. Um... Well, I say good. One last thing. Uh, and, hey, thanks to everyone, all the bakers that have bought something from the store ever. The store, I mean, it's partially because we're tied uh, to the Braves pretty tightly with some of our people. But with them winning the World Series, the store did good and stuff. So, thank you, guys. Um, I've got the hoodie on. And we'll be having a big Cyber Monday, Black Friday sale, uh, doing some planning <laughs> on that today. So, thank you, guys. little fake ad. Let's do some baseball before we get into NFL Week 9, uh, we decided, which was a cr- literally, if you were an underdog or didn't have your starting quarterback, you you won, which doesn't happen in the NFL a lot. Or there's usually one or two a week, but this was like, it felt like every game you flipped to. Bills, what is you doing, baby? Anyways, uh, let's do some qualifying offer stuff. Um, we'll lay it out for the baseball people. A lot of you probably already know. I've I, this is a funny. I think this is going to be an annual Twitter qualifying offer holiday of people. People getting loud and not understanding, and then other people trying to help understand, and then that sometimes that makes people more mad. It's a weird world. Um, how did Trevor Got already sign with Milwaukee? Yeah, he signed. It was, it was like him and Barnhart. The Barnhart trade happened oh, like I the second. It. it was the off season. I love it. So when I saw he signed <laughs> and signed, signed an MLB deal, I believe our guy Normal Dog the roster spot in the chat. No audio for me today. All my homies hate physics. Um, so uh, Normal Dog, you're gonna want to turn the audio up. Can't hear me. Mm. Damn up, <laughs> up. <laughs> uh. So the qualifying offers came out. I'll do my best uh, layman's version of it. The qualifying offer was set up originally. So teams, if they were losing, if if a team was losing one of their best players to free agency, they could offer them the qualifying offer, which, uh, BBD, you might have this one in the chambers. It's what, the the top 10? I believe it's the average of the top. 
I think it's 125 salaries across all. It makes all more of sense. Because top 10, the is top like 30s. So like Giancarlo Stanton's contract, I think is like the number 30 annual salary contract. Right. So so yeah, it's uh they make shockingly little per per year. Whatever, different conversation. That's talking Yanks. So they they average it out. So if you're a player hitting free agency, top 125, swim dude agrees in the chat. And so you can offer that to the player if you're the team, if the player declines it, which a it's lot of them designed to be declined. Uh, most of them will. This year's a little interesting, and we'll talk yeah. about that. But Carlos Correa, who's about to get hit free agency and get close to three hundred million or whatever it is, he declines that. So if he signs somewhere else, the Astros will get a draft pick, um, and that goes for every other team. As a player, you can only be offered it once. So we saw last that, year. And that's a rule that's changed in the last couple of years because guys kept getting right. kind of thrown aside in free agency if a qualifying offer was attached to them. So we, and yeah, baseball kind of ran into a problem because, you know, there was that year where a couple guys had qualifying offers. And this year it is $18.4 million. I, I see the chat talking about that. Um, that has now put another layer on it that we saw with Marcus Stroman last year where he accepted the qualifying offer because if he didn't, he would have hit free agency. A, it was a weird year with COVID and everything. Yeah, he had personally a weird season because he – did he not even make a start? Did he hurt before the season? He had I, an injury thing. Or he did – maybe he did one and he bailed. I, think, I forget. I know was, he got hurt and then opted out of the rest of the season. Yeah. And they got a qualifying offer Right, he was like about to come back Anyways uh, So yeah, it's uh, I don't know I, I don't know if the qualifying offer The original intention is is where it needs to be But someone like Stroman Now he doesn't have the pick attached to him this year In his free agency Should just be that much easier Like these teams do value draft picks It's part of the lifeblood of a lot of these organizations So uh, for Strowman, it made perfect sense. He is having a weird year, and if he comes back has a good year this year, which he absolutely did, right? He's gonna. I think worst case scenario, he was gonna get probably the same contract he would have gotten a year ago. Whereas I don't know, call it three for forty-five, just get more money for one year. You run it back. You won't have the offer attached to right. You. Like if if Marcus Strowman hit free agency last year, he we were guessing like a three for fifteen or four for fifteen yeah, per year. Where he got a little more than that for the first year And now, I think without the draft pick attached He's going to get more of he, it I guess in, in theory, if he just gets at least Call it two years, 15 per Then that decision a year ago has already been worth it And he's going to blow that out of the water He had an amazing year Yeah, yeah, um, that's an interesting way to look at it So, yeah, and I, I mean, hey, pitchers, it's tricky I mean, you know, we Tyler Glass, now the Rose rotation We laid it out for you guys Like, he's going to be missing from the baseball stratosphere for two years Like, it Injury is what scares these guys more than performance. Um, but Stroman, he's he's the good example. Uh, so let's let's get into the guys that got qualifying offers this year. Let's see how many. I people believe fourteen guys. Fourteen. I was making the sheet for TB when I got in. It's fourteen. And yeah, there's there's some other rules around the qualifying offer. If you get traded midseason, you You're can't be eligible. offered it. So that brings in like the, the Starling, Yankees couldn't offer it to Rizzo. Rizzo, Starling Marte, a couple guys like that. Um. So the guys who got qualifying offers this year I'll just read them off And then we'll kind of group them a little bit for you And we'll be diving into this a little further on Talking Baseball uh, Marcus Simeon, Carlos Correa, Freddie Freeman, Castellanos Robbie Ray, Erod, Corey he's the, Seager He's the big surprise 
Trevor Story, Brandon Belt, Chris Taylor, Rysel Iglesias, uh, the closer for the Angels, Michael Conforto, Noah Syndergaard, Justin Verlander, um, and that's the crew. So, the ones that should make a, a ton of sense. Marcus Simeon, he had an incredible year. Like, one of the best years a second baseman's ever had. The Blue Jays offer it. They give themselves a little protection. Um... As he goes to free agency And like hey good for him He kind of bet on himself this year He didn't get the qualifying offer last year From the A's uh, Because he had a down year And that just shows how Timing in baseball free agency is brutal Correa obviously no He's going to sign a massive contract Freddie Freeman obviously no He's going to sign a massive contract Castellanos uh, absolutely raked this year um, You know he he opted out of his contract that was giving him pretty good money the next yeah, two years. I forget was, where it landed. He's going to be two for – I think he walked away from 16 per for yeah. the next two. Um, um, and for him, it makes a lot of sense. Like, he's going to be 30 this year, so if he could get one more four, five, six-year contract, Miami Marlins, makes a lot of sense for him. Robbie Ray, he's going to decline that because he's about to get paid paid. He's hitting free agency at the right time. Cy Young. Win the Cy Young He can technically flaunt He has the best K rate of any starting pitcher ever <laughs> Especially if you're a starting pitcher You're not If you have the opportunity to get a big multi-year deal Yeah Like those don't get offered to pitchers that frequently Anymore um, you, you can get a good offer Many years but Yeah um, Erod, let's circle back on that one because that is the uh, one of the interesting ones. There's like four really interesting ones among the guys that got it. Corey Seager, gonna make gonna. a ton of money. Trevor Story, I'm really interested to see his free agency. I think he's gonna get a lot he's of gonna, money. Still, gonna get more than that, but he he might get dragged through the mud a little bit. We'll see. I'm really interested to see Trevor Story with, with how crowded the shortstop market is he feels like he has the potential to be the the odd man out so to speak and he could he could also not cuz Trevor Story didn't really have a he didn't he have a good strong. Trevor Story year but like the numbers the ended numbers up ended up in an okay place it's just and you, know you don't who get he's supposed to be you just don't get paid for what you've done it's you get paid for what you're expected to do Brandon Belt interesting interesting for Brandon Belt Chris Taylor um, maybe that surprises people, but not really for us. Rysel Iglesias. Um, He's another one to circle. Conforto, Syndergaard, Verlander. So Verlander, I want to start there a little bit. And this, um, I think this bodes well um, for baseball free agency in this offseason. Uh, Justin Verlander. He's listed at 39. When does he turn 40? I think it's for next year. And he's he got Tommy John, right? Tommy John at like the end of 2020. I think it was at the end of the year he did it. So, so yeah, he had one. It looks like he had one start in 2020. I think it, it looks like he's going to turn... 39 in February. So I'm guessing Okay. I'm guessing on the website we're using that's like what age he'll be in the first year of the contract. So, I think that's how they're measuring that. I don't know, man. I I guess that one surprised me a little bit. Um Justin Verlander coming off TJ. Again, the qualifying offer is 18.4 mil. So, if you're him, You've missed essentially two years. You're probably not going to get better than 
a one-year big money deal anyway. But the other thing is, the Astros aren't a dumb organization. Yeah. So I don't know what the news is on Verlander, but I'm guessing... They'd be the one team that knows what's up. I'm guessing there's still some juice left in that arm, which... I don't know. I I didn't think the Justin Verlander free agency was going to be interesting. Now, Justin Verlander could be sitting at home, and maybe he doesn't feel the juice, and he says, okay. I think he's still planning to host hold a workout. It might even be today. I, I saw that headline. He's doing a, he's doing a workout for teams soon. Um, so, I, I don't know. I For free agency, he has a workout today. Yeah. So, that's, I mean, follow that storyline. That's one of the baseball storylines for me right now because he has a qualifying offer in hand. So. Hey, injuries are tough, blah, 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 the whole thing. Justin Verlander uh, seems to be a guy at this point of his career. I don't know how much you bet against him until, you know, we've seen guys like him. If you can still throw it, Clemens, Nolan Ryan, like it starts sure. looking a little different. But, like, you know. Justin Verlander deserves to be mentioned in a conversation with those guys. So that one's really interesting for me. Coming off coming off two years, I would have guessed coming into the offseason, his goal was to get like two for 20 from somebody. Maybe or or one, from, sorry, one for 20 from somebody. I don't think he could bank on somebody giving him multiple years. Maybe if any team's willing to. then Yeah, and you get a creative one with an option if yeah. – X happens. People get weird with mutual options stuff. Contracts get funky these days. It's cool. And I wonder, you know, I wonder how much would that, ex- if he shoots down the qualifying offer, does the pick scare people? Yeah. With a guy Probably who's missed a couple not. years. I think you would, if you want Verlander, you want Verlander. It's just a really interesting conversation. Yeah. Um, but you have that offer in hand from a team that's going to be good next year. Yeah. Yeah, so He's I one of the guys you should consider. But I'm assuming, and I guess that's where the mental warfare starts to come into play, is that like if Houston's willing to offer that to Verlander, that makes me think that Justin Verlander is going to have multiple options for next year for two for twenty a year for something like that. I don't know. Um, I I guess I haven't. I was kind of in the Jimmy boat, like Justin Verlander is going to be thirty nine. Tommy John, like you know. A team taking a flyer on him, even if you if you kluber him, like th- in my head, I guess that landed at a one for fifteen, something like that. But yeah, better more recently. It's different. Um, so that's kind of the Verlander. Follow that. I guess that's going to be a story today, pending his workout. Interested to see the numbers that come out. And I guess, I guess similar story. Similar story with Syndergaard. He's missed a lot of time with injury. And the difference is he hasn't, like, gotten his big contract yet. And I guess that's the so thing. He's probably more likely. We we forget. I mean, we don't forget. I, I say that with this statement a lot. But athletes always believe in themselves. So, like, I guess that's where the Justin Verlander thing is a conversation in my head where next year could be Justin Verlander's, like, last – Hurrah, he's 39 coming off Tommy John. Like, if it doesn't look right, you shouldn't be shocked. Um, Noah Syndergaard. A, a team would take a chance on him, for sure. Still young. Two, three years, who knows. Hmm. Um, 
But if Noah Syndergaard, Robbie Ray is going to be 30. He's hitting free agency. Cy Young votes, all that jazz. Cy Young winner, probably. He, he can only hurt his potential earning by kicking the tires one more year. Noah Syndergaard, I'm not saying he can win the Cy Young next year, but if Noah Syndergaard could have a Noah Syndergaard-type season, he's going to make a ton of money. Maybe Kevin Gossman's the better comparison for him, who was also really good and also accepted the qualifying offer last year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd mentally assume Syndergaard's going to do that. The one that I don't have a read on, and I actually, Jolly Olive, Shea Station, I, I want to talk to those guys, Blevins, Michael Conforto, a guy who's had some really nice year and racks up war, he had just a down year last year. He got offered it. 18.4 off a year that just clearly he wasn't in tune with, with being Michael Conforto. Um I don't know what you do with that. I, th- I think he ended the year strong, and and he's still two years away from thirty. Um, so in theory, I think some some team he's probably thinking some team is going to be willing to jump. He just has so many good years in the bag. It's but. I guess for me, what would scare me about Conforto is. I know Conforto's better than some of the players I'm about to mention, but it's kind of that whole speech that I've been on, like Rosario, um, Kyle Schwarber. Like, I, I think Conforto's better than them defensively, and I think when he's right, his offensive stats and everything that comes his together is, is better. As as anyone's better than but you're not hitting free agency that way. And I, mean, I suppose there's something that everyone's got to consider is the – you know the CBA is coming up. Who knows what the future of qualifying offers looks like? Yeah. But for now, you wouldn't. It wouldn't be the worst thing to lock yourself into just being under contract next year. And that's where, uh, man, uh, I don't know because I've also seen rumors of Conforto getting like hundred hundred million dollar offers. So I I really. Like, I need to dive into that and see outfielder value stuff because I don't know. He's, I mean, he's played some center field, but effectively corner outfield. Coming off a down year. Um, Rysel Iglesias made me laugh. Um, if I'm him, I, I would accept that. But, like, I don't know if he mentally tapped out of LAA, but $18 million for a reliever. Like again, yeah. those those top 125 contracts you mentioned, how many of those are relievers? It's like just Chapman. Chapman? <laughs> Is anybody Is else? on a big deal? Did Hendricks get there? I think he's, I don't even think he, I think they gave him more years to. Kimbrell opted in? So that's. Kimbrell's probably the other one. Right, Silly Glacius, man. I, uh, I don't know. He's. Uh, Feels like the easy, the easiest accept of anybody. Thirty two. A lot of guys that have a good argument. You hit free agency. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then Brandon Belt's really interesting. He's thirty four. He's a career giant. His his stats offensively when he's been on the field have been very elite. Um, he seems like a guy 
maybe he just declines the qualifying offer and he's looking for a good two, three-year deal or something like that. I think at this point he'd take more guaranteed total money, just years of job security. Mm. He's he's kind of at that point. By all indications, likes San Fran, likes their building. Buster Posey retired. Gabe Kapler, Chris Rose rotation today. Oh, yeah. Pretty good listen. Buster Um, Posey retirement right after we recorded the Thursday episode on Wednesday. Classic. Hilarious. Sports. Uh, And then, yeah, Erod pops up. But, again, that's kind of the the speech that I was given about Syndergaard or whoever it may be. Uh, Erod's a guy who, A, pitcher war loves him. Again, I don't fully know how that always works. I mean, I think a combination of playing at Fenway and the Red Sox not having elite defense. Um, He had a monster 2019 season. Uh, He had weird COVID stuff, if everybody remembers that. Uh, He had heart, like serious heart stuff going on. I think it took him like a long time to like be able to like exercise again. Yeah. Like it was like scary. He, uh, but for example, and I know this is where baseball gets tricky with numbers. His 2019 season where he went 19 and six, 34 starts, a three, eight, one at Fenway, 203 innings, a three, eight, six FIP. There's a lot of FIP people out there. Um, his FIP this year where he had a four, seven, four ERA, his FIP was three, three, two. That teams like that. That speaks to teams. Do whatever you want with that. His K per nine was the best of his career. Teams love that. Um, his Lost walk numbers too. down like Erod. I think that's the guy. I mean, I think he's hitting for agency, and I think he's going to be a wanted commodity. I know he's a quality MLB starter. There's not some of the high-end potential. And we've talked about it on Talking Yanks, Talking Baseball. There's almost a boring factor to Erod. Like, he kind of cuts the ball in and out. There's not, like, a lot of pitch ninja wipeout grossness. But he's going to take the ball, and he's going to pitch. Going to give you good innings. Over the course of a year, yeah, I I think there's a lot of bad luck stuff tied to him this year, and it's his year over year, like FIP. I think his, his FIP indicates bad luck most years. I think, and that's with having not a walk problem historically, but he he walks people, right? So with that and having his FIP be as good as it is, 2019, he he led led the AL in walks. So, um, you know, I. If I I think Erod turns it down, and I, again I know the qualifying offer, depending how you take it in or how well versed you are in it, I'm thinking he turns that down. Yeah. I mean, he's not. I know that four seven four ERA is daunting, but it is the name value. Teams would, don't care. think he'd be the easy an easy oh accept that and do free agency in a year guy, and maybe he will with CBA stuff, but. He could. I, gu- I guess I would just be surprised. He's a healthy starting pitcher, hitting free agency that can give you a good 180 innings. And again, that's not out there often. Um, <laughs> sounds like a perfect candidate for the Twins. Yeah, Chris Krull. 
Yeah. Um, no, I'd don't be surprised if he ends up on a good team. Those are a lot of innings he's pitched in the playoffs. Won't beat like that annual number, but I mean he could. Rooting for him. His playoff numbers are kind of bad. Um, I don't know. I mean, Erod's. I guess could you compare him to to what we said about Stroman last year? Like it would be four years, fifteen, something like that. I guess because he's just like. He's pretty locked into being productive. I think if if a Strowman's career, if my memory serves me, he's had just some more exaggerated peaks and valleys. Yeah. So I think that that would have been the hesitation a year ago with Strowman. But if I if I'm remembering, Stro right, show. I haven't looked at his numbers in a little bit. So very interesting. We'll see. Strowman's been really good. Strowman's pretty has, good. He has like he had like one bad year. Um. When do do we know when people have to decide on this? Is it? It's soon. Um, I can pull. I can. I can find the date. BBD will look that up. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see. And hey, qualifying offer. I'll be honest with you guys. Like, at originally, I think teams were just supposed to lose a first round pick, but then they added a bunch of other caveats yeah. where, like, if you're if your team is bad, you don't lose your first round pick, and then I think. I think how, how much because people because people became so attached to draft picks yeah. when the system first went in place, people weren't didn't hoard picks and stuff. Because I I saw Yankees so, fans doing their <clears throat> mock plans and it was like, oh, I think now it's like this, your second highest pick wherever that lies. Yeah, it and like, it might depend on how much the total money they sign for. November seventeenth, so ten days. So we'll have a couple days to talk about this. Um. And that'll lead up to we'll see yep, when, 17. when real free agency, kind of kicks in. Unless you're Trevor Gott. Yeah, I mean, I think, and the, the elephant in the room, baseball, free agency doesn't like really start for a while anyway. Yeah, doesn't have that NBA. It's been going for a week now. There's but. nobody chasing DeAndre Jordan to get him signed. Um. So that was a little qualifying offer talk. Uh, the the other side of that, the surprises were the pitchers who didn't get offered it. Uh, Carlos Rodon, um, with the had an amazing year, has a little bit of an injury history. Um, he would, and he wore out at the end of the year. But I don't know that. I guess that whole speech I gave about qualifying offers. I think he would. Pretty clearly take it, which is why you think so. I think so. He's only, and I I love Rodon, but he's this is by far his best year in the bigs. It's true. He's he'd want. I think he, I don't think a team's going to give him a giant deal. Obviously, he's positioned himself pretty well. I think he'd get a nice deal. In the I mean, I I think pitcher. I think it's good for him. I mean, after this year, career ERA went to three seven nine. And now that he doesn't have the draft pick attached, it um, help. It'll it helps. I think it him helps in, him in this free agency. It absolutely helps him. Because I, I, I think he would have, he either would have accepted it, or teams would have been even less willing to really commit to him. I I think the draft pick stuff. Interesting. So. Um, who are the other? Kershaw was a surprise. That's mm. going to be an interesting free agency. It very much seems like the Dodgers are kind of. Ready to turn that page, but at, at the same time, like 
Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers are tied together. I don't know. I would. I wonder if it's been like said by other people. Maybe it's just that they they gave qualifyings to Seager, who they know is going to leave, so they need the compensation back, and he's going to get a big deal, and yeah. he's the guy who gets it. And giving it to Taylor as well. They're already giving out two. Yeah, I and mean, it doesn't hurt them at all. So, like, I immediately talk myself out of that. Yeah, it's just interesting because it's one year. Worst case, it's one year, eighteen mil, and Kershaw was still good this year. It w- it wasn't Clayton Kershaw, but he was still yeah, good but the year before. He was really good. Like he's the one that's he's, almost he's blow thrown away the playoff stuff. Almost inexcusable is John Gray from my Rockies. Um, unreal. They didn't trade him. Any of the last several off seasons or the deadline, and basically the conversation around John Gray was like he likes being in Colorado, <laughs> Colorado likes him, and it was basically they were saying, and this ties into the qualifying offer and how it's only one year, and teams care about years now. So like if your if your money comes off the books, that's it, and it's so hard to get pitching in Colorado. That everyone said they didn't trade him around the deadline because hey, if they still get one more year of John Gray at eighteen mil, like that's a good deal for the Rockies. They can't get pitchers to do that. It's like career suicide. Pitchers don't like the very few pitchers have picked Colorado. God, Discalfani. Some people thought he uh, might have done it. I don't know. Interesting that the Giants. I, did, didn't. I didn't have him. I think because they did Gossman last year and it yeah. worked out, um, that's probably why he was even considered like a surprise of that way. Yeah, um, I guess not shocked, but you know some of the numbers mean, like him in, and stuff. In theory, if your team you offer a player the qualifying offer, the worst case scenario is they they accept it. Yeah. So great. It's like, is that an overpay? Probably for one year, but it's one year. He's a guy you're very familiar with. So I hope because he said he likes Colorado. Hopefully they're like in communication. They're they know where each other stand. I uh, you'd like to think that BBD, but uh, I think I'm I'm lining up for that Rockies front office job because that's just if that guy hits the open market, he's gone. Some team's gonna give him a some team will offer him more, and he won't have to pitch in Colorado. Somebody's going to give him a multi-year commitment. Like, that almost reeks, like, of the Giants signing him. Like, oh, you guys screwed up. Stay in division. Come pitch in one of the most pitcher-friendly ballparks with good defense. How's that sound? So, that was kind of the early rumblings of what this free agency will be. Interested to see who will accept and turn down the qualifying offers. We'll be diving into it further, talking baseball coming up. Um, man, I haven't like fully looked at the free agent class. I wonder if we'll save that, uh, save that for here, or save that for maybe a fun talking baseball episode. But. Uh, yeah, baseball's moving. What else? What else are we doing on talking baseball? We're doing the coaches, and we're doing Coach gold gloves came out. Gold gloves. Uh, yeah, I won't do too much gold glove stuff on here. I guess you need to know. Uh, Cardinals won five. Yeah, and and none of them were Yachty. Yeah, 
could have easily ended up with six. Pretty crazy. I think that's the most um, one team's gotten. And yeah, I know gold gloves are falling out of favor a that's little like bit. Cool for the dudes. Uh, Jacob Stallings would be my what I would bring up. Jacob Stallings is a 34 year old kind of journeyman catcher. Got run for the Pirates this year. Got the gold glove. He has that forever. He's a gold glove winner. That's pretty cool. Um, so, talking baseball coming up. Uh, maybe we'll figure out a fun free agency game. Maybe we should do Chris Rose's fucking trade hmm. deadline. Yeah, the off-season draft. We'll do a draft, off-season draft. Chris Rose and Ashland, those are the rules. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that Do that for an up here. Okay. Maybe make it free agency and you, like, call one trade. Ooh. Because trades are tough. And a lot trades of teams end up, it feels like a lot of teams end up just not trading guys. Yeah. That when you think they will. Mm. Baseball. Maybe we'll need the qualifying offers to settle. We'll figure that out. It'd, it'd be a few weeks away. That uh, that is the baseball. Baseball got hot in the streets for a little bit this weekend when all the qualifying offer stuff was coming out. There was time to, that you felt good about sitting there refreshing Twitter for Wilson, the producer, refreshing, refreshing Twitter. <laughs> Hate those guys. Um, let's talk a little football, BBD. Talk football. It was. Uh, we'll do our. Maybe I'll start doing a college football two minute roundup. Uh, LSU gave Alabama a game, which people didn't expect that. Uh, also, just a little Poppy Gordo coming at you. Uh, New Orleans. There's a Harris Casino, that's right in the middle of the action. A lot of people end up there. Uh, and their sports book just opened up, placed a couple sports bets, 4-0 Friday night, including Knicks to win straight up, Boston College to win straight up, and then I had like an NBA parlay. Dad was shooting from the hips. Um, Purdue upset Michigan State, 40-29. Uh, yeah, that Oregon game, that was a winner too. I think they were favored in minus seven. Nebraska gave Ohio State a game. Ohio State kind of stinks. If they end up in the football playoffs, I think they're going to get embarrassed at the party. Since he survives Tulsa, Michigan rolls over Indiana. Wake Forest in North Carolina, 58-55. to North Carolina with a 24 spot uh, to win that game in the fourth. Uh, A&M rolled over Auburn. BYU-Idaho State was another winner for me this weekend. Minus 36.5. Sorry about it. Don't care. Um, Okay. I already moved past the college football. Good. Good college football segment. Um, Let's go to NFL Week 9. We start off Thursday night, Thursday night, thinking that we just might. Colts, Jets. <clears throat> a little cough, sorry people uh, This was the Mike White follow-up game Everyone excited for that Indianapolis um, Mike White and the boys score on the first drive He gets hurt uh, Sad And then he awesome Yeah, he still looks good um, Josh Johnson comes out I think it was his 15th NFL team or something crazy uh, he has just been like the league's roaming third quarterback for a while now. Uh, that's pretty nuts. Uh, Carson Wentz, by the way, the lowlights are as ugly as they come with Carson Wentz. 
some of the picks. He's been racking up, whether you're a fantasy football or I think the real football is starting to look better. 22 for 30, three touchdowns, no picks. Um, it looks like Carson's starting to find it a little bit, a little bit now. And Jonathan Taylor's really good. Wisconsin running back. Uh, Naeem Hines. Colts, man, they really, I said it the other week, but, you know, that overtime game they lost to the Titans, which, by the way, we'll talk about the Titans in a minute. You know, that would have had them 5-4, and four, and Wentz is playing a lot better. They've still got a huge hill to climb. But the Colts, I think they're officially in a range of, like, that's a team you don't want to play. Like, they can win, which was the theme of this NFL weekend. It's kind of the theme uh, of the NFL. BBD, I want to start, and I'll get passionate with the people, with my Denver Broncos. Um... So I was getting on the flight back from New Orleans. You know, not feeling great, I'll be honest with you guys. Three days of New Orleans drinking and eating. Dad wasn't feeling so hot. So what I like to do on those flights, the return flight when you're miserable, either get lost in a movie. I saw that my Broncos were playing. I was like, let's go. I mean, I'm going to watch this full Broncos game on the flight. And boy, was I in for a treat. They dominated the Cowboys. In Dallas, the 6-1 Cowboys. Dak was back. They won with their backup quarterback last week. And man, they just dominated. Uh, Shout out to Javante Williams. He, uh, man, he's fun. He is fun. Him and Melvin Gordon, and okay, like, no, I'm not going to go negative yet. Uh, Melvin Gordon, 21 carries, 80 yards. Javante Williams, 17 for 111. People are really starting to drink the Javante Williams Kool-Aid and put me in on it. I'm I'm interested to see. I don't. I still don't know when I watch him run, I don't know the comparison. Um, not that he needs one, but I, I just... I'm more comfortable doing that and being like, oh, yeah, he reminds me of blank. Um, I don't think it's Camara. Like, Camara's speed was a little more off the charts. But uh, Teddy Bridgewater does Teddy things. It's enough. 19 for 28. He has the one deep ball to Tim Patrick. Uh, the defense was fun, and this was their first game without Von Miller. And you always wonder, man, sports are weird. Like, what? First game without Von? And this team, like, comes together and puts together a special performance where they're up 30 to nothing on the road to the Cowboys. Uh, so, yeah, I'm back drinking my Broncos Kool-Aid. Um, I saw someone say, but Vic has to go. I'm in on Fangio, man. I think he's got the defense part of the game figured out. And there's not a lot of coaches that do nowadays. There's also a wild block punt, not block punt in this game. Uh, pretty crazy highlight if you want to look that up. Broncos have their punt blocked to start the second half, which would have changed the whole momentum of this game. It crosses the line of scrimmage. A Cowboys guy mishandles it. Broncos get it. Technically counts as a muff punt. Ball back to the Broncos. Um, but, yeah, I, it was good. And the Broncos fan base deserves some love, man. Like, 
when you meet someone and they're a Cowboys fan, you're like, okay, there's a lot of Cowboys fans. America's team. It's kind of like a generational thing, and the Cowboys are so big that so many people were Cowboy fans, and then they had kids, and their kids had kids that, like, there's just a ton of Cowboys fans. There's a ton of Steelers fans. They're a popular fan base. Kind of a similar effect, I think. Those Steelers teams were good in the 70s, and, like, when that got passed down to people, you're, like, a proud Steelers fan. Like, if your family Steelers fans. And I think pre, like, every team being included, like, those were the two teams right. that were on TV the most. Those were the two. Because of that. And then it's the 49ers. That's kind of more our generation, like, and maybe even – or I should say my generation, maybe even guys a couple years older because of those Niners teams, Montana, Steve Young. If you were getting into football then, like the Niners were, like the creme de la creme. The Broncos are right after that. I think it's the same reason because it's why I'm a Broncos fan. Um, Elway, Terrell Davis. Go check out the crowd at that Cowboys game. There's a lot of orange, man. The Denver Broncos, it's a it's a proud fan base. Uh, Raiders in the chat, Jesse Burns. Yes, the Raiders have their own sort of crazy going. And Tom A said, yeah, the future is the Patriots. Like, yes. Um, I think people, probably the group younger than me, probably a lot of yes. people just decided Patriots. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be a... What I'd call my generation's 49ers fans. Like, yes. So, that was really fun. I'm, I'm glad that the timing worked out that I got to watch my horses. They're 5-4 and four now. They're battling. Chiefs still look gross. No idea what's going on there. Um, we'll see. And this, this game kind of set the tone for the weekend. Uh, let's get some stinkers out of the way. Dolphins, Texans, nope. Dolphins won 17-9. If you watch that, bless your heart. Uh, Falcons, Saints. Falcons almost blow it at the end. Everyone's getting their Falcons tweets off. Uh, Simeon played for the Saints. Taysom Hill was available. Didn't play. I guess he just didn't get enough practice time in. Um Saints make this a game. They score 22 in the fourth and take the lead. Uh, Matty Ice brings them back down. They kick the field goal. Falcons are 4-4. Four and four. And Matty Ice, another guy kind of racking up fantasy points, except his bloody hand last week. Uh, and the Saints, I said they were in that Midler, their own tier of good team that's not good. Uh, and they are missing Jameis, but he's out for the year, right? Towards ACL. He's done. So... I mean, now you're five and three, and you just lost at home to the Falcons. You might not be in your own tier. Um, I guess play Taysom Hill, so I won't fully see do that. A, see a Taysom Hill game because he's he can be he's hell supposed on to be he's supposed to be the game plan. Yeah. Um, the Giants, BBD's Giants, they beat the Raiders three and six, baby. The road to nine and eight. Talking Giants. Uh. Man, so happy for the G-Men. They go into the bye week after a win, which is always a nice feeling. Uh, Daniel Jones completed his one pass downfield for a touchdown. If you guys aren't Giants fans, I know we obviously hype our own guys, but you should follow Bobby, Bobby Skinner, Justin Pennick. Bobby's been on here a few times. People know Bobby. Talking Giants. Um, very similar to our Talking Yanks vibes. 
uh, a good mix of informative and silliness. But the Giants win. Booker runs for almost 100 yards. The defense, Xavier McKinney with a huge game. Couple picks. Were you giant up, BBD? So I was at my brother's baseball game yesterday, and I was prepared to just, like, not watch. But my dad was pretty dedicated to recording, and we'll watch it later. Um, which, mm. growing up, the Giants were always good. And it's when I'd play games. Right. He always, like, recorded in, like, his pre-Twitter. So sure. is easy enough for him to, like, not hear it. about yes. it. Uh, now that's, like, kind of impossible. So I, I heard about it, but just shut up. Yeah, and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll go home and I'll like watch because I didn't know like how That's anything nice. happened. Yeah, so then I did go back and watch with them later. But uh, nice, it was good. It's yeah, good, right? It's good. Uh, Daniel Jones has kind of a Daniel Jones game. I was also on my flight while that was happening. I was doing the Daniel Jones versus other quarterbacks debate. It's really interesting. Um, like Baker Mayfield, we can do that another time. But after the bye week, they should have Saquon back, right? Um, yeah. And Kenny Galladay plays in this game. Couple big plays. His his first game back, Evan Ingram with the big touchdown catch, and that's obvious after, uh, <laughs> after the trade deadline where everyone wanted him gone. Uh, good for the Giants. I if they can somehow get into any mix this season, I know the talking Giants guys would love that. Uh, but yeah, put that in the pot of everything that happened this weekend. Uh, Patriots kind of embarrassed the Panthers at the party. Sam Darnold three picks. Um, McCaffrey came back, and they they used him kind of at seventy five percent of what they normally do. There's a big pick six in this game that kind of changed the whole layout of it. And by the way, those Patriots told you guys. Patriot fans are starting to feel it. They're 4-0 on the road, which is wild. But we went through their schedule. Like, they're close to having a really good record with rookie Mac Jones at quarterback. Um, they lost a couple games. They they could have won already. It was, and, like... And they won a couple games they could have lost. Like, they've done, the done pa- their job on close games several times. The Patriots are 5-4. and four. They host the Browns. They play at the Falcons, then they host the Titans. If you can find a two and two wins in there, which I think they can, um, you know they still haven't played the Bills yet. They have two games versus the Bills, who just lost to the Jaguars in one of the wildest scores of this NFL week season, whatever you want to call it, six to nine. It was a nice game. The Josh Allen ball, I'm not going to do the whole Josh Allen thing because I love jokes. I love jokes. I've said this about Jake from State Farm. Uh, When I used to travel, I was a guy named Jake wearing khakis everywhere I went in the country. Jake from State Farm. The hotels, the branches I would go to. Coffee places. Jake from State Farm. Unreal. Used to drive me nuts, and then I said, okay, it's people just trying to have fun. And that's what we're doing. Put the Josh Allen thing in the same bucket. Um, How many people are running with Josh Allen on Josh Allen? (laughs) It's kind of wild, man. It's like a good look at our society, like how we can just grab onto something like that and just go. I will say the fact that it was the first time 
<laughs> someone with the same name sacked someone with the same name. <laughs> you would have thought there was just like, silly. A, like a Williams or yeah. Smith someone. Bill Smith. Or... It's just not how it works. Uh, people are going nuts about the Josh Allen stuff, and I guess good. People are having fun with it, except Buffalo Josh Allen. He's having a bad time. Pretty ugly game, two picks, no touchdowns. A uh, fumble that kind of lost them the game at the end And all of it was the other Josh Allen mm-hmm. Had two sacks, fumble recovery, uh, interception uh, So I don't know, Jaguars win Which again, just with Urban and Trevor Lawrence Still doesn't feel fun at all And I think Trevor Lawrence m- missed most of the game Or the end of it at least Like he kind of didn't fully get to be part of it C.J. Bethard come in uh, Which I always like that his last name is spelled Beat Hard um, That's a little That's a little look on me Good for the Jaguars Awful for the Bills Like it's making everyone Reconsider the AFC um, Like what the Bills So we'll find out Patriots are like a half game back of the Bills Do whatever you want with that They're still playing twice Mac Jones is like getting better. I don't know. Uh, Vikings Ravens told you guys if there's a Vikings game, it's going to be crazy. This goes into overtime. Awesome interception by the Vikings. And then they can't do anything with it. Ravens come back down. Lamar with a big game, 120 on the ground to go with 266 in the air. Lamar Jackson wins. Ravens are 6 and 2. Vikings three and five, man. They've they've blown a couple. It's tough. The other early game, I skipped over this one because I forget my exact words, but the Browns were getting crapped on all week. Baker sucks. Um, they're the releasing f- Odell. Odell's going on. They're four and four, and they're a disappointment. And talked about how good for the Browns for. Getting to that disappointing. The Bengals They were kind of America's sex pot team For a little bit I think they were 5-2 and two. Joe Burrow looks good When people are talking about Like what quarterback do you want For the next 10 years Burrow's name is getting mentioned um, So both of these teams Came in pretty hungry Bengals Lost two in a row Browns Hungry Browns rolled on them In Cincinnati Uh both teams are now 5 and 4. Browns went 41 to 16. Nick Chubb. You know, I like to point you guys for a highlight to go look at. Go watch the run that Nick Chubb broke off. There's not a lot of NFL running backs these days that have that breakaway speed. Nick Chubb, A, he's built different. But he ran away from the defense 14 carries for 137 That's a good 10 yards per rush BBD just put it on the screen And he uh, I mean he just keeps going It, it looks like there's three guys That had the angle on him And Very there's much just hits another gear I don't know if it's the Browns uniform But he kind of looks like a 90's running back I think I'm endeared to that Like he just looks a little thicker And like Something about his like posture, like the he, way he, he runs. He it just, just he does run like a little 
different. It just looks a little old school for whatever reason. Um, so, yeah, get in on that. Baker, 14 for 21, two touchdowns, 218. That's a Baker-Mayfield game. And Joe Burrow, remember, a couple weeks removed from, like, being next. 28 for 40, zero touchdowns, two picks. Um, so... Good for the Browns. Good for Kevin Stefanski, man. That guy can coach. Like, aren't year one of Waking Jake. I feel like I said that a lot. Um, good for the Browns. And now the Bengals, people were talking, are they going to be the cl- part of the class of the AFC? They are now tied with the Browns that were last week's disappointment. And that's NFL football, man. Let's see what else we got. Chargers beat the Eagles 27 to 24. I want to give Jalen Hurts a mini apology because he he brings the Eagles back in this game, and that's all he does. But again, it's another losing effort. But I don't even want to put it on him. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I think he's he has an actual future in this league. Like the stat line is ugly. Eleven for seventeen, one touchdown. He can just move the chains. He, he really can, like, whether it's scrambling or, you know, he's definitely going to be in that bucket of QBs that you need a lot around him to be good. But that's still a really nice place to be. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of quarterbacks that aren't that. When you, when you have a guy like that who, to be good, you kind of have to build around him, build around them. Like, that's... That's the goal. It's like the... Like when Ben Simmons is a bad example now, mm. but there was, there was a time when people say, well, Ben Simmons needs a certain team around. So, well, Ben Simmons is good enough that you go build that team around. Try it. Find uh, out. Because he's worth finding out. I'll say it's LeBron now, I guess. Get four shooters Ooh. around him. and Jalen Hurts, get them LeBron. Um, Easier in basketball, smaller roster, so that. Yeah, I just, I mean, look at Philly's skill positions right now. Their running backs are Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, and Kenneth Gainwell. Do any of those Sanders do something for you? Wasn't right numbers anyway. Right, but even still, yeah. like Miles Sanders, I don't on the He's NFL to be good, running but... back list. I still don't know. Is he top ten? I'd have to look at the yeah. list. I don't really know. Yeah, like maybe by talent, yeah, but and then their you. wide receivers. They drafted uh, Devontae Smith. Who goes five for one sixteen? Everyone's not sure what to do with him because he's skinny and not fast, but he's always open. <laughs> uh, so hey, it seems like that's working. I I just say like I'm gonna be more in on Jalen Hurts next year than I thought because they give me a couple skill guys, particularly like not a quarterback draft or anything. So why not try again? And it's just. Like interesting tools. When you can run like he can, he goes 10 carries for 62 yards. Like, that's just first downs. Like, I get him in third and four, like third down and four, roll him out. If the pass is there, he'll make it. If not, he can run for the first down. Like, that's keep your offense on the field. And uh, also, shout out to the Chargers. Shout out. Who won this game? They're five and three. Um, Justin Herbert, massive game, three fifty six. 
uh, two touchdowns in a game that they kind of needed to win. A couple big throws in that game down the stretch. Um, go Chargers. Let's see. Let's start tidying it up a little bit, BBD. This was chaos. Oh, my God. I mean, haven't even mentioned Packers-Chiefs, the Jordan Love game. So, a couple... Maybe this will be a segment we start doing, BBD. A couple things can be true. Did Jordan Love look good? No. Should Jordan Love have been getting shit on like he was on the internet? No. It's his first start. Trevor Lawrence was one of the bigger QB prospects in a while. And remember we looked at his second game and it was like as gross of a start as you can have? Like, Jordan Love, I don't know what you're expecting. It's his first NFL start, 19 for 34, one touchdown, one pick. I know it wasn't pretty. Like, yeah, he's, in theory, yeah, he got to sit on the bench a year, and he's been learning and, and everything, but he found out this week he's going to start. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not. Um, yeah. Planned and there was a time thing. I think the thing, and I actually put this as a win, Um. Like I, all the broadcasters kept saying when he was he, they were just blitzing him over and over, and he wasn't sure what to do with that, which is kind of tough. But like that also seems super fixable. Like they were saying, you know, if if everyone's blitzing, which the Chiefs were blitzing everyone, like you know, look for Devontae Adams over the middle. Like look over the middle. That's where people are leaving. So put the ball there, and. Packers, they muffed a punt that gave up field position, went off a guy's toe, one of the weirder replays of yesterday. They missed two field goals. When Jordan Love brings them on that drive down the field to score, that should have been a game-tying drive. And the Packers gave the Chiefs a freebie with that punt. So the Chiefs still look horrible. No idea what's going on there. Um... Although Mahomes' last throw to seal it, that looks like Chiefs. That looked like nasty Mahomes, Tyree Kill. We'll see if that sparks them, but they're off. Don't kill Jordan Love yet. I get it wasn't pretty, but his first game in Arrowhead. Defending Super Bowl champs. There's a lot of moving parts there. That being said, I don't be shocked if Rodgers finds a way to play. I think he's eligible the day before the game. Um, the uh, the eye test was bad. I won't admit that, but so so are a lot of quarterbacks' first couple games. We'll see if he gets in the mix again. Interested to see if they'll give him the other start. I don't think so. And then the other afternoon game, but again, this slate of NFL football. I streamed the Niners defense because I was like, oh man, Niners at home. Kyler Murray not playing. DeAndre Hopkins not playing. Niners with a chance to get to 500. Cardinals with a game that they could pretty much lose. Who's there but superhero Colt McCoy? He has himself a day. Cardinals rolled on him. 31-7 final. It was uglier than that for a while. George Kittle was back and looks good. It's good for fantasy stuff. Niners are 3-5. 
we got yelled at for saying the Niners might not be good at this year. 0-4 at home. What's that about? And shout out to the Cardinals, man. They're 8-1 now. Colt McCoy getting it done. Um, And then... Without Hopkins, too. No Hopkins in San Francisco. Like, what is you doing, San Fran? And then the late night game, the Titans go to 7-2 and two without Derrick Henry at home against the Rams. Rams looked awful in the first half. Awful. Kudos to the Titans. Mike Rabel deserves a ton of love. Tannehill does enough slash more than enough. Adrian Peterson got the start in this game. Adrian Peterson. What? Heard of him. What? Starting on Sunday Night Football. So, yeah, when you put that all in the, in the pot, Cardinals win with their backup quarterback, Colt McCoy. Titans win on the road. Cardinals were on the road, too. Titans win on the road without Derrick Henry, a guy who would have been an early, like, MVP votes. Chiefs Packers not discussing that. Jags beat the Bills. What? Giants beat the Raiders, who were 5-2. and two. Had a lot going on there. Um, and then the Broncos beat the Cowboys in Dallas. So, pretty wild Sunday. James Conner, Jeremy Santana, you're right. James Conner had a huge day uh, for the Cardinals. 96 on the ground, two tutties. Um, a wild day of NFL football. I mean, almost almost scary. Like, a lot of... I was watching some of the talking heads last night, and they were like, nobody knows what to do. Because, like, Bills were supposed to be kind of the favorites in the AFC. It was starting to... They're starting to emerge as the favorites. They lost to the Jaguars. Um, The Titans... They lost their best player. Lost to the Jets and lost their best player. They're now 7-2. and two. Look like they're getting better. They won five in a row. So what do you do with them? The Ravens are 6-2 and two again. But there's kind of that secret nobody's really going to believe in the Ravens until they have, like, a big playoff run, which is kind of unfair. But they're part of the class. Chiefs still just look bad. They're 5-4. and four. And I don't think... idea what the Chargers are supposed to be. Yeah, like... They squeak... They they kind of barely beat the Eagles by the final score. Overall, best, like, top-to-bottom slate of football. That's cool. AFC is a complete and total mess. We are... Tonight's game is the halfway point of the season, so we still got a lot to figure out about a lot of these teams. And then in the NFC, I think the update is, like... Well... The Buccaneers are going to be favorites if Tom Brady is in the playoffs healthy. Ultimate just benefit of the doubt. The Cardinals deserve so much love. They won without Kyler. Um, Packers and Aaron Rodgers. And like the Cowboys, I think as they just built up everyone's trust, Ugly loss. they kind of flushed it down the toilet there. So um, same with the Rams. Against those same Titans. So, <laughs> I don't know. The Bronc, two of the NFC East, like, class teams so far. The Cowboys. Um, Cowboys lost to the Broncos. And the Rams lost to the Titans. 
So a couple AFC teams just rolled on the NFC. I don't know. I don't normally look at football that way, but it's a hell of a weekend. Hell of a weekend. Packers are in a weird spot, too. I mean, record's good, but now stuff's happening. They'll be there. Uh, the They're kind of a benefit of the doubt group. NFL will put enough of that in their rear yep. view. Cowboys, they, are, they still benefit from they they have four fewer losses than all the teams in their division. So Yeah, I mean, they're they're still going. They just start playing well again. <laughs> uh, BBD, let's start tying it up. Long, uh, we're rolling today. I guess we got lost more in the baseball than we thought we would, but ain't that this company. Um, let's go to the comment of the day. Wake and Jake Bakers, I ask you guys to bake the algorithm. What's that mean? Subscribe, leave a comment. We talk about some of the best comments every episode. We're up to four, five, nine subs. Thank you very much. Uh, if you haven't subbed, do it. Let's get to 5K right away. 5K, 10K, a million. Uh, Kevin Green, I'm a Braves fan, and at the trade deadline, the player I was most excited about was Richard Rodriguez, the closer from the Pirates. Dude didn't throw a single pitch in the postseason, and Will Smith became shut down somehow. And all the other players we traded for balled out and won us the World Series. Crazy how things work. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, when Oh, so I'd Rock Music. Is that the, the username there? When Moylan said the Braves go 4-3, and three, determined they were buyers, there is extra contest. That road trip, the Braves were playing the number one Mets and number two Phillies. Yes, that is important context. Um, pretty great. Oh, yeah, and I, I did, I guess I skimmed over this. Connor Green, I'll give myself some love. Jake was dead on the Michigan State versus Purdue game, some weird crystal ball stuff going on. It's not weird crystal ball stuff. It's just like sports has patterns. Michigan State won a huge game against Michigan that, I don't know, was a tight game, could have went either way. They had to Purdue. It's just like life, man. You're a 20-year-old kid. You go out hard drinking Saturday. You're king of the world. You're playing Purdue. It's not Michigan. You're not excited. And guess what? Purdue is licking their chops all week saying, we're going to beat the number three team in the country. This is going to, like, make my life. <laughs> they want to do what you just did last Saturday. Uh, motivation is a tricky thing. Man, there's a lot of comments last, last episode. Craig Matson, I think Castellanos becomes a Philly. So, you got it from him. If he goes to Philly, you guys get it. Um, so, that's huge. There's another uh, one. In which one do you like? Uh, Matthew Nauer, thanks for the tips. I made the basketball team all because of you guys. Also, it looked like no one there had ever picked up a basketball. So Matthew Nauer, who came to us asking how to make a basketball team last week, made the team. So we he all taught him to hustle. We all did that together. Uh, how about it? Uh, so thank you guys. A lot of good comments. Um. You guys are the best. I love you. Keep baking the algorithm. Um, and that brings us to the bro of the night. Bro of the night, we'll try to try to do it tidy. We're just rolling, baby. Bro of the night. Where am I going, BBD? I feel like I was on my flight and I was thinking of someone. Oh, baby, CCSU plays Connecticut tomorrow. Big basketball game. 
Um, I have mine if you want to think on it. Um, yeah, yeah, go. Uh, Ricky Rubio. Mm-hmm. This is a free ad for Talking Knicks. We did the episode yes. last night. Um, and uh, yeah, Ricky Rubio torched the Knicks. 37 points. Yeah. He was 8 of 8 from 3, finishes 8 of 9, takes one more at the end. That, yeah. Um, we decided it makes us mad he did it because at least if it's a special night, it's a special night. Mm. People are going to look back on his 37-point career high. You don't assume that that last one was just a heave at the end. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a bro-bro for Rubio. But 13 of 19 from the field, 8 of 9 from 3, 10 assists too. How about it? Uh, Ricky Rubio will never do that again. Mm. Mm. Uh, took over. On the game. That was fun. I got to tune into some of the second half of that game, and Rubio just hit the point where it's like, hey, you're playing so good, you can do whatever you want. Knock yourself out. And it was fun. I've always liked Ricky Rubio. I bought into him being the next big thing. There's going to be a good documentary on him one day. Cool you're, career. You're a teenage kid coming over from Spain with all the hype in the world. You end up in Minnesota, and I think that was a whole thing. And also, the game changed around him. Shooting became a lot more important, and that just particularly at his position wasn't his game until last night. So, um, no, that was uh, that was Minnesota fun to watch. Low key, just like bad organization. When that when the seventh when the seventh and eighth three went in, uh, you know that's just one of those moments in basketball that you're having you're having fun. The Cavs in that in that second half just went crazy from three. So I know what I'm gonna do. You shrug at. I'm gonna do a triple old man throw. Uh it goes to Colt McCoy, who gets the start in the win last night. Uh Colt McCoy is thirty five. If he gets another start and plays like he he did last night, it's gonna be Colt McCoy like getting a look season next year, which signed me up for that. Uh, in his, how many seasons are we in? 13, a million? Um, a lot. He's been in the league since 2010. Um, always finds a way to play in a couple games. It looks like no seasons of zero action. And I don't know, man. I mean, look at Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, if, if you're old and you got some magic, could we see Colt McCoy paired with a rookie QB next year? That'd be a lot of fun. All-time name, Colt McCoy, quarterback, Texas. Um, I'll combine it with him. We'll go Red River. Adrian Peterson starts on Sunday Night Football. Um, He's been in the league since 2007. He's 36 now. Uh, He got a touchdown last night. Uh, He didn't look fine-tuned, but, I mean, he's just jumping in the game, so... That's tough. And then uh, I think most impressively, and I know that's tough, Andrew Whitworth is playing in the NFL at age 40. He's the starting left tackle for the Rams, playing well. I just, I don't know, man. If you're a, I'm 32 now. You know, the flight to New Orleans, my body wasn't feeling great. I woke up, I was just stretching at like midnight last night. And it didn't feel great. He mash he runs into people, the biggest men in the world for the past like decade and a half, and he's still doing it. So shout out to him. Um, 
Guys, I'm getting a FaceTime from Trevor Plouffe. He's probably a little mad. We're running a little late. Uh, Josh Johnson, I believe it's his 14th organization, but it's been a lot of repeats. Okay. I, I did that count. It's pretty nuts. Um, people, there's so much stuff on the John Boy Media Network. Uh, BBD mentioned the, the Northeast stuff. Talking Giants. Fun up there. Talking Knicks. Uh, J&J TV. We're always playing, gaming, or watching. The Chris Rose rotation. Gabe Kapler. A must listen. Talking baseball coming up live now. Uh, we'll see you in 15, 20 minutes. Catch up on all the baseball. Chat, you guys were awesome today. You guys are the best. Watch everything, John Boy. Everything I say. I got a breakdown or something. Two breakdowns. Um, thank you guys. We will see you Thursday. And we love you guys. Go sport. And beat out And beat out. Wow. Love you guys. Let's have a good week. Bang biscuit.